We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, not proudly a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. This episode is brought to you by TheraOne, NFL Sunday Ticket, and BetOnline.ag. As you may have heard near the tail end of the last episode, and maybe just like travel back in time to when that episode just dropped and listen to that and just enjoy yourself, if that's an option, if that's not... We are doing podcasts after every playoff game. The first Bucks playoff game just ended, although no one told the Bucks it was a playoff game. The Orlando Magic handily defeat the Milwaukee Bucks 122-110, take a 1-0 lead in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Thankfully, we did not bring any guests on. We can be miserable by ourselves. I'm joined, as always, of course, by the... Rat, rabbit, I. You just call me a rat? No, I was gonna go for like I was. I, I don't know what I. I think I was gonna go extravagant, but I forgot the X, and then I tried to pivot to ravishing, and I was like, that's a little uncomfortable, and I just I don't know. I, I executed as well as the non Giannis Bucks today. Rohan, how's it going? Uh, I'm pr- I'm doing pretty terrible. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm there as well. I mean, I was having a great day. Uh, you know, got 
got out of work early to take this in and I thought I was going to be a virtual fan. Let me get the virtual. It's not even really a story, but I said I would, I would share it and people are curious. So I like, I got into the, the portal, not portal, but whatever, like the, the application to do it. And I was like in the waiting room so I could see and hear all the other fans, both in the quote unquote game and in the waiting room. But I did that for two quarters and never actually like got into a seat. Like I never got picked. Nobody really left, I guess. And I went to like grab a, a, a drink, non-alcoholic, unfortunately, and use the bathroom and stuff at halftime. And I came back and they were like, you lost your spot. And I en- tried to enter back in and it looked weird. And I was like, you know what? I can barely see the game. Like you get a cool, the idea is cool. You get like an in arena feed, but they actually just ended up being the TNT feed, but it's quicker. So like I was seeing what was going down before everyone else. So I got sad earlier, but because like my computer's not great. So like streaming my video plus other people's plus the game. Like I was looking at the most pixelated first half possible. So I just hopped out. So I was never actually on the board. I don't think, I don't think I ever got in the game, but I was close. I was sort of a virtual fan, but that's my virtual fan story. Somehow less sad than the actual game story here. That's actually kind of fun. Do you think? Do you think you're gonna you're gonna get another chance? I don't know if I would take it. Really? Like I, not, I don't, I, not worth it. I didn't love being in there with the other virtual fans. I'm in a hmm. different vibe when I watch a game. Like I'm when I'm watching a Bucks game. Welcome, like, welcome to the weird no fan experience. You know, like yeah, you were confused by my takes on an earlier episode about how I didn't like care for the fans and games. Yeah, and now it feels like you're joining. I, I am. It's well. It's like I'm so locked in. You know, like I'm trying to pick up things. Like, you know, what can I tweet? What am I? What's really happening? Like, what's really happening here? That's always the question I'm asking. Like, why are the things that are happening happening? Like, and I have like these <laughs> credit to the Magic fans who were saucy early, like saying Bucks people were on the bandwagon and everything else, and and they had a great time. They were having a fantastic time in the virtual fan room. The Magic, they're flourishing. They deserve it. We slandered them. We clearly shouldn't have. Apparently, they're a great team, or at least the Bucks aren't. But, yeah, no, it wasn't ideal. I, I kind of prefer just – I like being in my own bubble for the for the games if I'm going to be breaking them down. So, yeah, I think I am on your side now. But, yeah, not, not a great experience. But, uh, like I said, the actual game was worse than my attempts to be a virtual fan. Uh, one guy showed up pretty much. Uh, Giannis Didacumpo – Puts up 31 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 turnovers, 1 steal, and 5 fouls in just 34 minutes. I'm sure we'll get there. Did we uh, actually say that the Bucks lost? I yeah, mean, I, think I, I think I dropped the score early. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. I did. I did. I dropped the score and that they're down 0-1. Yeah, they, 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 they lost. I, I think people are pretty aware of that now. And I think this game in itself, Giannis leads the team in made threes and almost in three-point percentage. Like if like the there's that sentiment right that you know Giannis doesn't have help like that's why he would theoretically go somewhere else he didn't have help in this game and I think that was pretty apparent for most of it nobody showed up consistently you look at the box score a couple other guys end up having okay games nobody else was consistently good nobody else showed up I mean I don't even know if Giannis showed up every single minute he was out there and again we'll get to the minutes but nobody else was even close to his level of performance today. Yeah, uh, I will say that probably the one guy who wasn't downright terrible was Wes Matthews. Yeah, uh, yeah a fine actually, Wes Matthews game. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent Wes Matthews game. He was hitting his three. He he seemed to be Giannis's go-to shooter, 
um when they were you know like running in transition and stuff trying to get the trying to get energy going you know Giannis would go on like his little mini takeover runs and Wes Matthews was his guy in those situations it seemed like like he was a it was a good game from Wes Matthews unfortunately he did get hurt yeah uh, yeah at, wh- literally wh- adding injury to insult yeah um <laughs> a little flip the script there um yeah when did he get hurt the fourth I'm so frazzled the very, right now. the uh, end of the fourth like the the last couple minutes um, yeah, he, he, he pulled up after a fall going for a ball and this was in the point. So this, uh, this is how, you know, this game was bad. You remember my Miami thing. Like I just, I could feel it. Like it just felt like they were going to win. Mm. I don't think at any point, maybe probably after like five minute mark, five minutes into the third quarter, I'd like the whole fourth quarter. I was like, no, they're not like, they just, they didn't look complete at all. They just. It was a terrible game plan and a terrible effort, I think. Yeah, West West gets hurt. Uh, I don't know if it was related to the quad. Was it? Did he have a quad? I think so. I don't know if it was related to that or not. I mean, it seemed like a lower body thing. I have no idea. I'm no doctor. Again, we're recording directly post game, so if we get an update, we will share it. I don't think we have yet, but uh, yeah, just like. That was just like the brutal finish to, I think, what was a brutal performance. I mean, what was your, I guess we should go big picture. I mean, what was your big picture takeaway from this other than like the pain meme? I mean, well, definitely the pain, you know, like you just said. I just, it felt like, it felt like no one cared. Yeah. You know, outside of Giannis, like I said, I'll give, I'll give due to Wes Matthews. Outside of Giannis and Wes Matthews, it did not seem like anyone actually cared, which is what I was getting concerned about, I think two episodes ago now, yeah. uh, we were talking about like, oh, on a scale of one to 10. And I said like a five or six, cause just like no one seemed to care. Yeah. That translated into the postseason. We can say that now, Ty. Yeah. That not caring has translated into the postseason. They are down. Oh, one to the Orlando magic. Yeah, they are. And I think people, I'm already seeing parallels drawn between, this and and Toronto losing game one to the Magic. Toronto lost game one to a healthy Magic team, and it was a close game. Like Kawhi it was a had a DJ look. Augustine buzzer beater. Yeah, Kawhi I remember. Had a I was look. in I was in a line at Walmart watching it on my phone, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this is amazing." Back when we went outside, the good old know, days. Right? Um, yeah, it, it was a much closer game, and I think, like. It wasn't just that they lost this game, and I almost tweeted this like five times, but I wanted to save it for the pod. So shouts to friends of the pod. I don't, and I totally get it. If like there might be someone listening to this like five days from now because they just need to unplug from Bucks content for a little while. Totally get that. But it wasn't just that they lost. It was, and I, I titled. I think I'll, we probably end up titling the podcast "New Postseason Same Bucks Problems." The lack of effort is new. I think that's new to the bubble. I don't. I don't really know what's going on there. Or how to explain that? But. A lot of the, I think we saw a lot of things that we've seen before. I mean, how many possessions were early pull-up threes by a not open, not very good shooter or just a straight line drive? How often on defense did they get burned by a pick and pop big, which I want to start here and just like individual things that really befuddled me from this game. There's going to be a long list. How are they unprepared for Nikola Vucevic? Like, with with Isaac out, with uh, Aaron Gordon out, he was a game-time decision but ends up being out. You know, Fultz is, like, good. Fournier is usually good. He was terrible for most of the game tonight, and the Bucks couldn't capitalize. 
even with everyone healthy, like Vucevic was their all-star last year. Vucevic is the guy. Like he's their best offensive player, or if they're not their best, absolutely close to their best. And the Bucks run a drop coverage most of the time. It just looked like they were completely unprepared for this guy to hit threes. Like, how is that not something that you're ready to adjust for at the very least after the first quarter? Like, he destroyed them with jumpers all night long, and we never saw a good adjustment. We saw Brooke Lopez try to hang with them and then maybe do some sort of switching or something at the end, and Terrence Ross ends up getting two free layups because they, the Bucks were completely unprepared for what to do when a screener gets involved with that. I just... I didn't understand, and I was very perplexed and disturbed by how such a simple, obvious... It's not like this is like, oh, I can't believe the Magic are going to Vucevic. They, they, he's one of their best players. Like, it's just very... And it antagonized me to no end. But Ty, they just, they just need to play their game, and they'll win. Right? Right? The Bucks. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the, the, the normal thing? Like, oh, we just need to play our game. We don't need to adjust to others. Others have to adjust to us because when we play our game, we're dominant. Is Sorry, uh, I'm trying to allude <laughs> to the fact that this is what the coaching staff usually says. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get you. I'm just, I'm still so flummoxed. I didn't even have an initial response. It's just, you need to adjust sometimes. It's sometimes. And sometimes it's just not going to work that well. I mean, the Magic, an okay shooting team who looked absolutely tremendous in this game, I was always gonna. I'm gonna say tonight a lot. It was today. I mean, they played at noon. And what I don't want to hear is, oh, it was a day game. That's why. Oh, it was this. It was that. I don't want any of the excuses. I don't want to hear about calls. I don't want to hear any of it. The Bucks did not put themselves in position to win this game. I don't want to hear anything about how anything was unjust to them. They just played terribly. But it just it just befuddled me. I mean, we got some no bigs minutes, and they still look terrible on defense. We, we and did we did get the adjustment. I think it was third quarter, middle of the third, where they started to switch everything. Yeah. Um. So I guess that counts as an adjustment, but it doesn't really it doesn't really work when you're just like you're clearing out for Vucevic to like post up George Hill. Yeah. Like like what good does that do? You well, know? just I just I don't think they're they're I don't think they have any reps. I don't think they know what to do. I mean, like they you don't. look at Wild, those because they didn't do it all season yeah, they, time. They never did it. Yeah, that <laughs> that is true. Um, even sometimes when they'd go with no none of the low bros. I mean, like we'd see Urson out here playing drop, and it's just like why? Yeah. Like what oh, are we yeah. getting we should, from this? We should say Urson was out for this game, oh. so he 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 would have played if, twenty if, minutes if he was healthy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You would you he, he might have played more minutes than like um, a freaking Chris Middleton in this game. He might have. Um, yeah, no, but it's just it, it, like the Ross thing was the perfect example because they, they move Lopez out of the paint. And, you know, I, I tweeted this. I've been I've been on this for a while. Like they should be fit. They should have been figuring out ways to use Brooke Lopez outside of the drop. Like it's great that they have the drop. It's a great strategy. It works against a lot of teams. Doesn't always work. Like you need to be able to be at least a little bit flexible. And I, I don't think they are like they've ran what, like 50 possessions of zone, maybe, with Brooke out there? Like, that's the only thing they've really done with him besides drops. So now, all of a sudden, you're fumbling, like, at halftime or between quarters in a playoff game trying to figure things out. And I, I just don't think it's realistic for the team to be able to defend a way they, they'd really just have almost no reps defending in together. Like, they, you build up a good defense by getting to know each other on the floor. And the Bucks, I feel like they're just, they're so locked into this drop. I just... 
I'm not sure if they're good enough to do at doing enough other defenses, especially with Lopez out there. They're sometimes capable with the honest at center, just switching things. I mean, they're theoretically better at it. They still, it's not very polished because they, again, they just don't do it. But with Lopez out there, I just, it's so hard for them to do anything else. And and like against a guy like Vucevic, it's so hard for them to do anything on defense. I mean, what are the Magic score? 122 points in this game. The Orlando yep. Magic losing a couple guys with Fournier playing terrible. They shoot 39% from three, which is good, but I don't know. I mean, Gary Clark is four for 12. Fournier is three for seven. Fultz is one for four. Ross and Augustine combined for one for seven. It's not like everybody was shooting the lights out. I mean, the Bucks just, they just weren't, they couldn't hang, to put it plainly. Yeah, it's just like when this, uh, I saw this term, like the skeleton crew. I can't remember who tweeted it. Uh, skeleton crew of the magic is just, bombarding you from deep and just it's like you said it's not even good percentages it's just because they have so many attempts it's like it's like the rockets thing right it's is if you shoot a lot of threes and you make a decent like not great but decent percentage of it that's still a lot of threes right and then this is how you beat this bucks team like i i guess they figured it out i just i don't know just a lot a lot lot of things are going through my head right now Ty. Yeah, same. I mean, the Magic are plus, let me see, plus 14 in Vucevic's minutes. And I think even more troublingly, plus 19 in Terrence Ross's minutes, who didn't even shoot that well, plus four in DJ Augustine's minutes. Like, these are this is Orlando's bench. I mean, they were plus five in Kem Birch minutes. I don't think he overlapped with Vucevic at all. Maybe, no, he did a little bit. He did a little bit. Vuce plays 36, Birch plays 14, but still... Birch is like their backup center. You've got to win the minutes. Like when Vucevic isn't playing, at least. Then you flip over to the Bucks side. They have one guy with a positive plus minus. You know who it is? Uh, I do, unfortunately. 25 seconds of Frank Mason, baby. One assist, nothing else. That assist was the difference in his plus minus. But so obviously, you know, he doesn't play until the very, very end. So all the rotational players. They lose their minutes. They lose everybody's minutes. They lose Giannis's 34 minutes by nine. And I feel like now, unless you have a last point to make here, I think we have to move to the rotation itself because I've we've I've come so close to it and just like throwing my laptop so many times from saying these number of minutes. I feel like we need to dive into it. Yeah, just let's 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 do it. So I mean, this is something I, I wrote about this this morning on Patreon. I already quote tweeted myself and said, "What an idiot." Or no, I actually said, imagine being this stupid. Excuse me. Let me get myself right. But so this is uh, at the end of the third quarter. This is what I tweeted. Here are some bucks and the most minutes they could possibly play if they don't sit out at all in the fourth quarter, assuming no overtime. Folks, there was definitely no overtime. Chris's max minutes at that point were 33. Bledsoe was 32. And Giannis was 37. The What they ended up actually playing. Let's see. Giannis gets up to 34 and a half. Nobody else except for Chris even hits 30. Chris is at 31, and Chris played terribly. We'll get there later as well. But I just I, – I don't get it. I mean, I, I know the Bucks have said they, they don't think flipping the switch is real. We have said they just need to – they don't necessarily need to flip a switch, just play their best guys and play better. I think still, even if you if you don't buy into the concept of flipping the switch, like clearly they need to get going uh, to some extent. They haven't gotten going. They need to get going. I don't know how that's the situation they're in. And the answer is to play 11 guys in the first quarter 
and to have all these crazy lineups and have Dante and Kyle Korver and Pat Connaughton and all these other guys out there at the same time, some of them, not all four of those, I don't think, maybe, but just some wacky lineups out there, some four bench player and Brook Lopez lineups in the middle of a terrible Brook Lopez game. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, I'm not saying it was all coaching and the players did not play well, most of them, but I, I don't get how that's going to spark the run that, that this Bucks team needs to start going on, right? Very, very soon. Yeah, they're just, I, I don't know. We've talked about this, like, like you were saying, like, this is a, this is just, this might be a recurring problem. So I, I don't know. Like when you're playing lineups that have like, what is it? Dante, uh, Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton, Marvin so, uh, Williams. This and- is a real lineup. George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo, Marvin Williams, and Brooke Lopez. <laughs> this is the third quarter. Like, game's not over. At, at the beginning of the third quarter, the Bucks got it to what? Like one. They got it to one. one? Yeah, I was gonna say two or one. Like they, they this is like Chris a Middleton couple missed minutes. a free throw on his uh, three point shot attempt, which would have tied the game. So like uh, they're minutes removed from being within one point. Again, this is a playoff game. Like we're out of the we're out of the space of saying this game's this game's all matter now. Like these were the games that you were saving up for. They are down in the series now. Yeah. And then after that, and granted, this one was only like a couple possessions before Giannis checks in. But for a second there, we had Bledsoe, Hill, Corver, Conadin, Lopez. It's just like, what, why? What does that lineup, what What can you do with that lineup, Ty? Can you Lose tell me, games. No, Ty, can you, like, can you tell me a single good thing that lineup can do on a basketball court? Uh, well, there's a lot of questionable shooters. Which cool. is bad. Can they can they run an offense? They couldn't do that with anyone on the floor. No, I'm just saying that lineup in particular. Can they can they run an offense? Can you get some drive and kick game going with that lineup? Like almost, almost, almost. I'll say through almost. Who? You can through who? I, it'd have to be Bledsoe. Okay, sure. Who are you kicking it to? I mean, Hill and Corver. They could shoot. It's it's the thing is, I, I don't understand. Why there's ever no Chris, no Giannis minutes. I still don't. I never have. I still don't. I think since they first acquired Bledsoe, which feels like an eon ago, staggering Bledsoe and Giannis has always felt smart to me. I think, like, I mean, they're they're best when Giannis is on the floor full stop. But, like, what Bledsoe does, he's so good at operating with the ball. Like, this lineup, I actually... The second one here, I don't entirely despise because I do like the idea of giving Bledsoe some spacing. The first one is just awful. Like Hill as the primary ball handler with Dante out there, it's just it's not good. But the Bledsoe one, maybe for a very quick spell, but I don't understand why Middleton would not be out there. I mean, the very simple math is even if you play both guys 36 minutes, which is more than they both played, you can get 24 together and 12 separate and cover the entire game. It's very easy math. Like all 48 minutes, bam, one of Chris or Giannis, which should theoretically give you at least something of a floor. You're not going to be so bad with at least one of the, again, theoretically tonight they were bad with everyone, but that's the idea. And it's just, it's never something we've seen consistently done. We've always seen these big bench player lineups. Sometimes they've worked very sparingly. This was not a day when they worked. I, I think if this game, I mean, at times this game was close. So this game was closer. We might be saying they cost the bucks this game. I just, I, again, in this situation, the first game of a, a quick playoff run where in round two, you're going to see probably a team that a lot of people think is very well equipped to play the Bucks, the Miami Heat. 
In round three, you're probably going to see last year's champion, who was playing like champions again, even without their best player. And of course, round four, one of the LA teams. And now we're we're really assuming a lot, talking about the Bucks in round four right now. I, I don't get playing eleven guys in the first quarter. I just don't. I don't understand the upside. I don't. I don't know why. I just don't know what the Bucks have to gain. You know, you from know doing why that. you don't understand it, Ty? Why there's why? You, because there's no upside. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, I I agree. I I don't get you it. You can't get you your players can't get into a flow, especially when they haven't been in a flow ever since they came to Orlando in the restart. If you're if you're going eleven deep, no players can get into a flow. You can't really attack Orlando set defense, which actually played at starters minutes. Look at that. Uh Nikola Vucevic was playing thirty two minutes and uh like uh sorry, not thirty two minutes. How much did he play? Thirty six and a half. Thirty six and a half minutes. Yeah, wild. And he put up thirty three points with a plus fifteen. Wild how that works. They they played their best player, Ty. Did it's a they weird win the game, strategy. So did, they did. They did indeed win the game. Yeah, it's almost like uh, freaking Bud can take some pointers from Steve Clifford. That's not something I thought I would ever say in my life. Steve Clifford's a good coach. He is. Uh, he is. He's capable. He just, yes, he's he's not a bad coach, really. He's just no. he's been on some bad teams, but like he, you you don't think of him as like oh someone who's going to out coach Bud in the playoffs. But who knows? That might be a lower bar than we thought. It looks like it right now. I'm, I mean, I really hope that. These takes right here sound as ridiculous as the post-game one takes from the Celtics series, but at the end of the day, it's just not justifiable to get slapped by this Orlando Magic team. And I, I'm not even trying to slam people. Uh, you're you're being disrespectful. I'm not. They were the eighth seed. They couldn't they couldn't surpass the zombie Brooklyn Nets to grab the seventh seed in the bubble. Like, they're banged up, they're injured, they were also without Michael Carter-Williams, who somehow is an important part of their team. This is a team where Michael Carter-Williams is an important part of their rotation. Well, to be, They didn't to even be have fair, him. To be fair, uh, I think Zach Lowe pointed this out. It was, um, when, when you take away Orlando's players that were injured, like Aaron Gordon, Mar- um, Mark Helfoltz, um, Michael Carter-Williams, sorry, uh, wrong iteration of the player. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I, I didn't even mean to slander that hard. Um, uh, I lost my train. Oh yeah, is it so, about shooting? Yeah, so you take those you take those players out, you gain shooting, right? Yeah, I mean Gary Clark starts and is four for twelve from deep. I think Aaron Gordon could have probably hit four out of twelve. I don't. I don't, I don't think know. he could. I, I think I thought Aaron Gordon was a fine. He's shooter. not going to take twelve threes. Maybe not. I mean, maybe against this team. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, it's still I've known. I'm not going to give Orlando. I'm not going to give the Bucks credit because they faced a team with less players. Yeah. Uh, no. That's... Okay. So Gordon's not a very good shooter, but I, I don't know. I just I don't. I don't know. I, I maybe 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 that's true. Maybe they lucked into it. I, but still, I just. But still, when you're playing, you know, like you said, when you're playing a team with less players, you don't get credit for that. When they're missing no. their starters, <laughs> you know. No. Like yeah. so, what if it creates like a shooting? Like they they get better three point shooting. So what? They're worse players. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's you a reason those guys aren't them. always starting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, you know Ima- what? Imagine, yeah, imagine if the Magic played like this the entire season, right? You wouldn't say that the Magic are freaking title contenders with Gary Clark starting instead of Aaron Gordon, right? I would not, personally. Yeah, but so maybe you don't I'm get really credit for that question. if you're Milwaukee. I'm really having to question my definition of title contenders recently. Let's get to something that I think we all could use right now. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it can be like to be tense and sore, especially us right now. 
so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with a revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim to be organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. It's 3.46 p.m. I could go for some of that right now. But now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to Theragun, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N, theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go do that right now. And then this weekend, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, not this weekend, but Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels are included. You will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 50% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Okay. Yeah, we got we to gotta get to Chris. Who? Sorry, Chris Middleton played today? Oh, you're on you're electric today. You're I, a loose cannon today, Rohan. You're I, a loose I, I cannon did, cop on the edge. I didn't realize he actually played today. I'm gonna I'm gonna demand your your badge and microphone. You're off sure. the force. <laughs> you're too wild for anyone. No, it's he deserves the criticism. Um something I tweeted to friend of maybe friend of the pod, friend of myself, Jason Maples on Twitter, uh, who's a great follow. Um he was tweeting somewhat vaguely about Chris Middleton. And I said, my thing all year has been, he needs to be the guy. He's looked like he can be the guy in the playoffs all year, almost all year long, but he has to be that way to prove, to prove himself. Like you, you need to show up and do it in the playoffs to prove you're a playoff performer. Need to prove you're a 16 game player. Chris has not done that for a consistent postseason. He's had great series moments, but he has not done that game in game out for a deep run not great evidence here t- today. I didn't say tonight. Today. I'm proud of you. Um, it's, thank you. It's one game. There's still time. But Chris, four for 12 from the field, two for six from deep, misses two of his six free throws. The Bucks' abysmal free throw shooting continues. They're 18 for 28 as a team, 64.3%. Meanwhile, the Magic, 18 for 19. Milwaukee needs to clean that up. I mean, that's... That's just leaving points on the table, and, and Giannis is inconsistent, but a lot of other guys missed free throws today as well. They just, they, I don't know. Make all your free practice. throws, it's a two-point game. Yeah. I mean, it, they're probably leading it at one point in the third, and then who knows how things unfold differently. Probably not much because they were terrible all, all day, but 
Regardless, Chris, uh, didn't shoot well, ends up with 14 points, six rebounds, four assists, four turnovers, one steal, one block. These are these are just not numbers you can live with from your number two. I mean, uh, in a game where you lose, like where you're not playing well, he never got going. It's, again, it's they never got him going, but at the end of the day, he never got going. He never asserted himself for a consistent stretch. Again, nobody on the team did except for Giannis. I mean, George Hill had a nice night, whatever. Um, but he just, he wasn't good enough, plain and simple. He has to be much better. There's no excuses to be made right here for me on this here podcast. Everyone knows how high I am on Chris Middleton. He simply was not good enough today in a lot of aspects, and it was very disappointing. Yeah, it's, uh, he made, what was he, four for 12 from uh, the field in the game? Yeah. Uh, two of those shots came in the fourth quarter. So <laughs> he made two total field goals, uh, quarters one through three. And this is the guy who's supposed to be the number two when you're... Who has you, to be. Yeah, There's no ha- choice. No, There's no you option. You kind of have to be the number two uh, when, you know, you want to be on like a finals team. And if you're making two shots in three quarters against the Orlando Magic, I don't know what to say. You know, like, like did he, was he so upset not getting 50, 40, 90 that he was like, F it and 33, <laughs> 33, 66? Like, like, cool, welcome to that club, you know? That's cool. I'll make my own club. Playoffs stink here. I don't know. Loose Cannon Rohan, ladies he was and gentlemen. Ter- he was terrible, Todd. He was terrible. This is, and, I don't know how much I can stress that this is the Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Like, this is not a, I'm sorry. They do have two very good wing defenders. Neither of them played. Um, Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, both very, very good. I mean, I saw pieces before the, the series. Aaron Gordon, surprisingly capable at guarding Giannis. Didn't yeah, even have him. giving him a concussion. Remember that? Like, was that last season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I, can't, I didn't mean to make it something. He is a capable, honest. He he's a very yeah. good defender. I mean, he's something. He was he would have been their first option. He would have been the first guy they went oh, to. Oh, for and, sure. No, he would have done a decent job. Um, Chris through the first quarter had attempted two shots, uh, and again, eleven guys played in that first quarter. It's just they they started off on the wrong foot, and they never were able to competently course correct. Like like the they, one they, good thing that we saw from the bubble so far was that Chris was being more aggressive getting to the basket. He seemed like he was asserting himself more. And like you said, first quarter two shot attempts. Like what? Wh- what happened? It's yeah. It's just it's so distressing because I mean I don't we, we're broken records. We've said it over and over. Like they need to rely more on Giannis and Chris. They need everything else to go around those guys. The only way that Giannis should have three shots and one shooting foul possession, so four shooting possessions. He was zero for two on free throws in the first quarter, and Chris has two. So that's combined six shots for the Bucks. Meanwhile, Brook Lopez three. Bledsoe two, DiVincenzo three, made none of them. Dante George Hill was four. terrible. Again. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. But you just you look at so Chris and Giannis six shooting possessions. The bench in the first quarter had eleven. Eleven. <laughs> the bench outshot in attempts. Number of attempts. The bench has eleven shooting attempts. Chris and Giannis combined for six. That's not it. That ain't it. That is not what you want to see. The only way that should be happening is if Chris and Giannis are literally finding wide open three-point shooters and dishing it every time. And that was not what was happening either. Like it was just they they just they looked lost again on offense. They just they didn't know they didn't look like they knew what they were doing. They didn't seem to have a consistent plan. They come out of halftime looking good and just completely let all the momentum go away. It was very distressing. They they didn't look ready and I just don't get how you don't look ready for this. I mean it would be one thing if like you know, they didn't shoot great, but they, they were in good positions and 
Orlando made a bunch of tough shots. That's one thing. That that happens. Sometimes you do lose a game to a worse team. The reason this is so distressing and we're so upset, especially Rohan, uh, <laughs> is they they didn't they didn't. It wasn't like just an off night. They just didn't look ready to even compete and again against Orlando. Like you you think they're they're tying their town to the magic. <laughs> And again, the Raptors were too, but the circumstances were vastly very, different. Very different. Very different. It just, I don't know. You you make a good point when you say like, it, it's not like it was like a close game in terms of like the Bucks are playing like hard. They're playing, you know, their correct style or anything. And you just miss shots, right? Like that's a completely different story. Like you just said, this was just, they just got embarrassed. Honestly. Like, they, they got embarrassed. Like, I guess, I guess one thing you could maybe say is maybe a little bit of an excuse is that this is their first game really playing at full strength in a while. Yeah, Minus I mean, it time. is. And it's, you know, and, and that's the, that's the, that's why, I mean, I said the Giannis missing the Grizzlies game is more impactful than people thought, but it shouldn't make this much of a difference. No, no, maybe not even close. Not even maybe close. Maybe one quarter, but... It shouldn't. I mean, it's not like this is you know, like right before the bubble they traded for Giannis and Chris, and they're just. I mean, they've been together for two years. The main guys have been together for two years, and you know, everyone except Marv has been around for all of this season. And it's again, no disrespect to Marvin Williams, he's not exactly like an integral, you know, top two piece they need to figure out. Like, just go take threes and get rebounds and guard wings. Like, it's not. Which he does it's not rocket job. science. He's yeah, he's fine. He's fine with that. Um, but it's just it's inexcusable that they just came out and they didn't look they didn't look prepared and honestly like there's a lot of anti bud stuff out in the world uh, oftentimes I think sometimes it can get a little excessive there's a whole lot right now if you log on to twitter.com and probably I would other not places recommend that uh, never would recommend Ever. that <laughs> never would recommend that but uh, a lot of places people talk about the Euro Discord is not very fond of the men right now and you know I, I try not to pile on I think people are being excessive. What I will say, the rotations, garbage. 11 guys in the first quarter in a playoff game where you need to get rolling, garbage. The preparation for what Orlando did schematically, garbage. And the, just the team looking ready to per- compete was also garbage. And, you know, I'm not saying it's all on him and all of the players are blameless, but you're the coach. You know, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you, so to speak. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe way too literally the buck stopped with him, but... You just you got to be better. And it listen, game two better be a whole lot better. <laughs> it it needs to be better on every single front. I don't care if Orlando gets everyone healthy; it should not matter. Fully healthy, both of these teams. The Bucks, I mean, swept them in the regular season. I think they've lost once to Orlando in the last two years, and it was a game Giannis didn't play. So they, they, I, I, there's no room for excuses anymore. They need to come out and be great and win game two. That's like the bare minimum that if, needs if to they, happen. Yeah, if they do not like absolutely maybe not blow the doors but if you don't get like a double digit win on thursday thursday at six right or am i wrong yeah uh it might be five dang it i got god again (laughs) eastern time and the bucks your two enemies (laughs) i can't that is five o'clock darn it um yeah if they don't win by at least like double digits on thursday and they don't how about okay maybe not that if they don't look right like they looked wrong today like, I know that's just trying to, like, simplify it, really. But like you said at the top, when 
you don't have really the thought that they're going to, oh, they're going to win this game when like you did against Miami. It's because they didn't look right. If they don't look right and they don't win on Thursday, I, I don't think they're, they're, it's, I don't even want to think about that. It's going to be a catastrophe uh, on every show, on every social media feed. I can't show my face feed. outside, Ty. Not that I should, <laughs> but like I cannot show my face like anywhere if that and happens. But what I'm saying, I was already though, is... getting phone calls in the middle of the game to make sure my mental oh, health yeah. was okay. There's some texts coming in that I'm dreading answering already, but it'll be deserved. It'll be absolutely deserved. Like I, I can't sit here and go, oh, evil media is no. Like they're blowing it. Like you can't blow it. The, the first step of getting everyone to shut up about Giannis potentially going somewhere else and the team being fraudulent, etc. Maybe prove win. those things Maybe wrong. Maybe win a yeah. game. How about that? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta prove it. If you're a small market, especially by any team. I mean, if if the Lakers lost to the Blazers. I think that would be honestly more acceptable based on who is on the Blazers. But regardless, like if that happens tonight, they'll get a lot of crap too. They'll get less now because the Bucks have set a precedent. But like they'll get some too. Like that's just how it is. They, there's expectations, and the Bucks could not have fallen flatter on their face. This is, I mean, with, I, I, it's gonna it's gonna sound like hyperbole no matter what because obviously, I mean, they lost four straight games that would have sent them to the final or. You know, they lost four straight games where if they won two, they would have gone to the finals. But I this might be, and this sounds insane, might be one of the most important Bud Bucks games ever on Thursday. Like, just, I it's it's not impossible to come back from, but if they drop another game to this Magic team, I really hope the people who say momentum in sports is not real are right. That's all I'll say, because that's that sounds really hard to come back from, man. That's... How did we get here? I know it we should just... be impossible to lose two in a row, but it also should have been impossible to lose this it one so badly. Been... They lost to the Magic tie, and just the again the way that's what I'm stressing the the way that they lost to the Magic was yeah. just very disheartening. It's just I don't know. I just keep coming back to that point because I can't really fathom what's happening right now. That just ugh. is there. I mean, okay, are there some bright spots we could maybe talk about? Maybe. I don't even know if I have the heart. Giannis is still great. I mean, a, a, an okay Giannis game. And, you know, a lot of people criticize. 31, 17, ma- and 7. Yeah. Well, five turnovers. Yeah. You know, misses 13 shots, which is a lot for him. And he misses nine shots within the arc. I mean, he missed some around the rim, which is pretty uncharacteristic. And also was four for nine from free throw. So, like, again, a good game. But, like, like I said, expectations. When you're Giannis, there's expectations. Uh, he was the best guy in the team by far. I mean, he he's not the first guy I'm looking to. Funny to me, some people criticize him for taking too many threes late, maybe. But three for seven from deep. I mean, that's if you want one bright spot, probably Giannis comfortably taking and making some threes. I mean, again, made more threes than anyone else on the team, which kind of makes it feel like less of a bright spot. But there's that. I I think they cleaned up the turnovers a little bit in the second half, if I'm not wrong. I mean, they had 16 overall. I thought they had almost 10 in the first half, if not 10. Uh, They had nine. Okay, so seven in the second, eh, not, not really, I mean, seven, what, uh, seven and a half is 14 on pace, that's solid, that's okay. Yeah, sure. I guess, like, but I, I guess mean, you like, asked me for silver linings, man, there's not a ton yeah, here. I guess they did could sort of clean it up, they, they were so close to just taking, like, this game, they, they played terrible, but it was still within reach at points, they were always within striking distance, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, did the magic ever get to 20? I don't no, think no, they I don't did. believe so. I don't think they ever got to. Oh, I, I, I feel like the NBA box score does not 
have enough on it. Like, where is that info? Uh, I I don't know. It's just, whatever. Oh, biggest, doesn't no, wait, no biggest lead was eighteen. It does say eighteen. That. So yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, they never it never became a crazy deficit. And like we said, I mean, one point game in the third quarter. Clearly, it wasn't completely out of reach. Yeah, even like if some things go their way, maybe like you said earlier, maybe if momentum is actually a thing, they actually can take this game. And, you know, because it looked like at points, like especially the first half of the third quarter, at least like maybe not even the first half, the first couple minutes of the third quarter, <laughs> maybe the first minute, I don't know, just a small amount of time. You know what The I first think. eight seconds yes. of the third minute of the third quarter. When they didn't turn the ball over in the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they have their, they have their spots where Giannis was like, okay, okay, you know what? Let's, let's go. Let's play some basketball. And he was like making good plays. He would go on like his own many runs. He was like scoring or assisting on like every single possession down the floor, which is like, okay, cool. Like you guys, you guys can do this, right? Like this is a thing you can do. Why not? Why not try doing it more often? Maybe good almost, things will happen. It was almost troubling though, because some of that, and there were some, we saw a couple nice Chris Giannis. There was a really good DHO once. There was a couple good pick and rolls. A couple didn't work oh, yeah, out. Giannis got some alley-oops this game. That never yeah. happens. Yeah, that was another unit. Maybe I think they that figured was out more... that, oh my God, we can throw it to one of the, <laughs> no, the most athletic person in the entire league. Wild. He'll, he'll the most athletic, big in league history. I think a lot, I think either one or both of those were with Lopez was out of the game, so there's even more space down. I mean, Lopez is usually off. I don't know. It, it was interesting to me that it only really happened with Giannis at center, but... Um, maybe they're so, like oh my god our centers can catch lobs maybe if Giannis plays center he can catch lobs not like he yeah. can do that ordinarily <laughs> yeah I mean I think part of the issue is he has the ball in his hands so much that it's it's hard to throw him a lob when he's dribbling at the top of the key and that's like some of his points were again just the same old you know get the ball at the top of the key size up and slash and, and drive and it works sometimes against the magic We've seen what happens if that becomes the the go-to strategy for large parts of the game in the later rounds. I mean, it's not going to be enough, and just Milwaukee's lack of of fluidity and and uh, shot diversity on offense was troubling. Again, like that's a, that's uh, it's just like come on, man. Like this is the whole thing. This is this was the number one priority for the offense since since last postseason was. Well, let's try to figure out what we can do when things get bogged down and. Tonight, they like the answer was like a shrug, and again, a couple Christiana's pick and rolls, some success on those. I don't have access to any sort of a like stat portal that would tell me the efficiency or whatever in this one game. Maybe try it more. Maybe try something more than just standing around. Bledsoe and Giannis taking early shot clock threes. Uh, before we get going, what what were your Bledsoe thoughts? He's the one main guy. I don't think. I mean, Brooke Lopez was just bad and and got sunned by Vucevic. Uh, missed a lot of threes, if not all of them. But what were your Bledsoe thoughts? I thought Bledsoe actually played pretty solid for the most yeah. part. Yeah, like, I think the, he was probably the guy was, we snubbed. Yeah, the bad saying. thing was the threes. Like he was yeah. one of five from three. Like it's it's weird with Bledsoe when he thinks uh, when he's going, getting it going, like down in the paint, getting to the rim and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, all of a sudden I can hit threes now, and then he misses, and then you know it's just like, oh. Okay, maybe maybe I'm not on fire. Maybe anymore. not. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's five of eleven from the field, right? And but four of those six misses are from three. <laughs> so 
it's just it's a solid game overall. He was he was aggressive in the first half, really getting to the rim. I feel like he kind of trailed off a little bit in the second half, but I was really it was really good to see him get going because we we obviously know his playoff struggles and all, right? We know that. We've been over that countless times. He looked he looked decently good. Yeah, it's again, why the hell did he play 27 minutes? It's a good question, Ty. Again, I, I, let, let's let maybe me, Coach let me Bud doesn't crow. actually listen to this pod. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Let's let's watch game two. But um, you know, we talked about Giannis and, and Wes, and again, Wes was was pretty good as well for Wes. I mean, it's not Wes isn't going to swing you that many games. Like he's good at what he does. He's a great complimentary piece. But if there's nothing to compliment, it's just not going to do that much for you. We, we should have talked about Bledsoe as well as a guy who was pretty good. I mean, fifteen points, five assists, two rebounds. Two turnovers, which is low for the Bucks in this game. One steal, one block, one foul. Uh, but again, 27 minutes. And Dante plays nearly 13 minutes. And still bad. One for six Wild. Uh, from the He's floor. He's been bad and continued to be just, bad. Just cannot complete any shots. 0 for 2 from deep. So three of his four misses were, were from, the, uh, from within the arc. Uh, four rebounds, which is like something that he's always going to bring, even when he's bad. One offensive, one assist, no turnovers. But again, two points on six shots in 12 minutes. Just, I don't really understand what's going on there. Uh, he just has not looked himself the whole bubble, basically. That did not change, and I, I wonder how many more runs he gets. I mean, he played significantly less than George Hill, Marvin Williams, and Pat Connaughton by the end of this, and Corver was close to him. Yeah. Corver also took a nasty shot. Yeah, R.I.P. Kyle Corver's nose, man. I thought he broke it. Honestly, did you see it how much be. blood there was on the floor? Just gushing, and I feel like he was just out there with only a towel for a long time before they got him off to look at him. Like he's just standing there. I was like, can we get him some ice at least or something? Yeah, because it got him right in the bridge of the nose, and he yeah. was, it, no, it was it just was a nasty shot. And he was all over his jersey and everything, all over the court. Like yeah. might have, we, we might get to see masked Corver. Sorry, I hope his nose is okay. Save this team. Yeah, I hope his nose is okay too. <laughs> but we we might get to see a masked Kyle Corver performance. Have we have we not seen a masked Corver before? I think we have, right? On this team or in the league? In the league, maybe, maybe. I feel like maybe I've seen have. that image before. Yeah, I think Hawks Corver. Maybe. Yes, I think that's right. Or was it a different? I don't know. I can't remember. I, I nothing that brings me joy. Kyle Corver has been the same player his mind. entire career. So it's like it's, it's yeah, easy to mix slightly up. older. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know if there's a real place for him in real playoff games. He's actually shot well today. One for two from deep. Made a bad. shot within the arc. He wasn't bad. Made a free throw, but still, I mean, minus six. He's still, you know, in those in any situation except for him terrorizing on offense, just kind of. I didn't. Not the thing great. is, I didn't really see him getting picked apart defensively. I think a possession or two, but it wasn't it wasn't egregious. I, I, it didn't it didn't like he played better than Dante today, which oh, sounds wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Pat was, eh. Pat was eh. That, this one was... for four from deep. That was all four of his shots. So that's that's a bummer that that seems to have left Couple him at least for a moment. Or already yeah. building houses. Yeah. Brooke is gonna have a second home in Orlando by the time this series is done. <laughs> from all the bricks, yeah, he was. I, I alluded to it before. Two for nine from the field, 0 for three from deep for the big man. Five points, four rebounds, one assist, one turnover, and one got steal, one block. Vucevic. 
Yeah, even I mean, people kept saying, "Well, that's classic." I mean, the Bucks' job, but like even in in the interior, Vucevic was was killing him. Like he was taking it to the rim over him, which shocked me. Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic, I think this was his career high: thirty five points, fourteen rebounds, four assists, five turnovers. The Bucks got onto him sometimes, not nearly enough. Shoots sixty two point five percent from the field and from deep. Uh, but again, five of his fifteen makes were threes. So he also made ten shots within the arc. And shot sixty two point five percent on those. Just he just cooked. He, they, they had no answer for him. They never found one. And by the time he started to slow down, Fournier finally woke up. And then it was like night night. Yeah, it was just it wasn't a great performance from Brook. He was obviously really frustrated. He was kicking jairs and everything. It was. I'm surprised honestly when Brook was struggling to contain Vucevic, they didn't turn to Robin. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it was the same sort of concern that, you know, they're just so wired to do drop with their bigs that it wouldn't have helped. I mean, maybe, but at least, like, it's something else. Yeah, I mean, Robin, I think, plays, what, two minutes in this game? Two and a half, yeah. It's kind of confusing. I didn't expect him to just be completely out of the rotation this quickly. He's been weirdly not playing enough this entire season, which has really flummoxed me a bit. Yeah, I mean... he was the closest to actually having a positive plus minus, except minus for Frank, one. of course. Minus one. Again, two and a half minutes. He made his only shot, grabbed a rebound. That was all he did. But I, I don't know. It might, might have been much worth more. another look. Yeah. Who knows? What I don't like What I don't like is when neither of the low bros are out there, and Giannis is, and they still have Marvin Williams on, on Vucevic. And it's again, like I like Marvin Williams. <laughs> that was just player. funny. That was just comical. Like, it's just like use like put Giannis on Vucevic like this. That's something I tweeted. I don't think we ever really saw it consistently. Does this not just seem like the obvious like thing to do? I almost said switch to flip. I wanted to avoid that ungodly f- phrase, but like you have a DPOI guy who might win DPOI this year. He's big. He's he's strong. Like I don't think Vucevic is going to overpower him consistently. He can hang with anyone on the perimeter. I think he can hang with Vucevic. Like, how is that not just the answer? Like, let's, all right, let's switch everything and stick Giannis to Vucevic and see what happens. Maybe just don't switch that and go under. I don't know. Try something. I, I just, it it's just, it boggles me a little bit. I'm boggled that that's not something we saw really go to, the Bucks go to for consistent stretches. I think, uh, I think all we're saying here is alluding to what you said earlier in the pod. It's just game two on Thursday might be the biggest game of Bud's career. Certainly this season, that's for sure. That's without a doubt. Oh yeah, for sure. And with them, it's just it's if no changes are made after how they just got you know just embarrassed. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens because it seemed like it wasn't a possibility, but here we are. A lot of a lot of alcohol on this side. <laughs> just pain. <laughs> Just yeah, pain. That, that too. Yeah, just don't go on Twitter if you're a Bucks fan. Just save yourself. Don't Log on to twitter.com slash Arcadi Jr. Hit RT on the podcast. Log off. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. That's it. Yeah. Or if you, if you're actually, this is this might be the coolest segue of all time. If you're actually subscribed on your podcast platform of choice, you don't need to wait for me to tweet it out. Bang. Bang. Do we? I guess I should have asked. Do we have anything else we need to really say? No, I, I, I've had a headache since like the middle of the third quarter. I don't think it's anything physical. I think it's a Bucks stress headache. 
let's let's wrap her okay so like i just said if you don't need to go on twitter.com just make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice and to make up for the pain that we are suffering by uh you know doing these um i guess i guess they they weren't intended to be painful but here we are uh just leave a rating helps us out luckily it seems like we might just have like three or four more so early summer for us no Hi, what are you doing? Right <laughs> that one was a joke. That one was a joke, people. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, yeah, so just make sure you leave a rating because that would help us out a lot. It would make us feel a little bit better about ourselves because, you know, pain. Uh, make sure you tell your family and friends about the show. If you actually did enjoy it, uh, we do appreciate all the support. Uh, make sure you check out all of the content being put out across the Blue Wire Network. Uh, like we alluded to, Ty and I will be back with you after Thursday's Game 2 matchup against Orlando, in which the Bucks will look to tie up the series. Oh my god. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our, our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. For the ones who know that a little late, is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.